15 minutes it is now before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk. If you just joined us, we're about to take a look at uh, some of the big stories in the marketplace on this Thursday. And joining me to unpack some of these stories is Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers. Makwe, good evening to you, bro. How things are going? Sweet nom katakate me, bro. All is well. Sweet no smogo, Baba. Sweet no smogo. Makwe, your expectations uh, from the uh, family meeting happening this evening, as some people have suggested, or as my official French suggested, our parole hearing. Our parole hearing, my brother. I think we'll get some relaxation on some of the key things. And it's just like be a question as we've just know we've just realized that a week before he prepares you, you know, because come next week when we expect a lot down to come to an end, we should be knowing what to do on the first of May, which industries will be allowed, percentages thereof. And I think it's only fair you cannot just allow everybody to just go back at once. We just have to be careful how do we go ahead to I mean unlocking this lockdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess, Mark, maybe a good starting point when we think about that uh, is that letter written by uh, Pete Muton, uh, Muton Jr. here. Uh, he's the boss at uh, Inve- uh, investment holdings company PSG. And a uh, very strongly worded letter. Very, very strongly worded Indeed. letter. And uh, I guess it was, you know, just like uh, uh, John Keynes uh, once said, in the long run, we're all dead. And I think uh, Pete Muton here suggesting that uh, so anyway, if we die, we die. We die, we die, my brother. And I think well, Melus Kulumel at this stage, you know, and it's not only him that have been voicing mm. the frustration, and especially if it could happen that this extended lockdown gets to be extended again. And I think people were ready and prepared to go for the first 21, and they were like, you know, with this extension, you know, of another 14 days or so. But now the question here is after the 1st of May, you know, and yes, there's some truth in what they're saying. And yes, there are some people who tell you that poverty kills more than coronavirus. But, you know, it's a balancing act that we all have to play. Everybody's got issues with cash flow. It's not even them. Even traditional healers are complaining about their cash flows. So we know that we need cash flow to be in the way. We know that mm. we need the economy. But we have to balance that against saving lives. And... Mr. Moton can say whatever he wants. We can say whatever he wants. But I don't think there will be any point where lives are less important compared to the economy. Yeah, because yeah. the economy, uh, we can put in some other measures and be able to make some of the money that we've managed to lose. Mm. Life is life, bro. If you're going to court, sure, there's sure. nothing we can do. But yes, truth be told, there's some good things that he's raising in his letter. And they think the president and mm. his administration are trying to balance this whole thing. Remember, no one has been through this. We've not have a test of this. So they're going to continue as a government to make some mistakes or there'll always be a room for some improvement. Mm. And you know what? This we could have done a little bit better. But I think, you know what? Tonight you will just tell us who's allowed to go, what restrictions, mm. you know, stuff like that. Because they're also mindful that you cannot close us forever. Sure, sure. And then, Makwe, if we know anything from economic history is that uh, I think uh, human beings over time have built uh, or developed tools to resuscitate an economy, but uh, we certainly haven't uh, built tools to resuscitate humans. That we haven't been able to do. So, uh, and I don't think we will be. I don't think. I, I mean, it's not a power that uh, ought to have been given to us anyway. But that being said, uh, Makwe, uh, if we're talking about lockdowns and not locking down, uh, John Mankofuli, the president of uh, uh, Chama Chama Pindus and also Tanzania, saying that uh, his country can't afford a lockdown and uh, this on the back of uh, a few cases that have been reported there. And uh, when I say a few, I mean 
a few in relation to uh, the kind of cases we've seen here in South Africa. Uh, mm-hmm. But that being said, he's saying Dar es Salaam is the main cash cow in this country and uh, we're not going to be closing it down anytime soon. Yeah, he's raising a very important point. To say, listen, you know, these guys are making almost 85%, you know, of our government revenue. But the point that he's raising, which is more important, is that instead of busy guys giving us money, loans, please make sure that you give some debt relief, you know, to all of us who are struggling. But I think as well, you know, I hope that decision not to close Dar es Salaam is informed. Because I don't think, like we discussed earlier, that you would like to sacrifice lives for the sake of getting the economy working. Because at the end of the day, if more people get to die, then your economy eventually will suffer. Because your economy also needs those people. So I hope that decision is informed that they've got a way that this whole thing will be contained, even if they don't have to lock down Dar es Salaam itself. Yeah, yeah. Let's pause there for a second, uh, Mark, and uh, we'll continue on the other side of this brief break. And uh, when we come back, we'll take a look at what's been happening at SAA. It seems... uh, yeah, a lot of headaches at SAA and some of its subsidiaries, in particular SAA Technical, and we'll continue on the other side of this. It's eight minutes now before uh, 8 p.m., I should rather say. And, uh, of course, uh, I'll wrap up the top business stories here on uh, Metro FM Talk. And uh, in anticipation of the president's address uh, set to begin at half past eight this evening, and we'll be bringing that to you live uh, here on uh, Metro FM. But uh, Marco Masalela joins me, and uh, we're taking a look at the big stories in the marketplace that are moving markets on this Thursday. Now, Marco, the other of these stories uh, is um, coming out of SAA. And two related stories. I think the one is uh, SAA Technical asking for some of the workers to sacrifice some of their salaries, uh, I guess, uh, in the name of keeping the company alive. And, uh, of course, taking large swathes of other workers on unpaid leave, uh, which will uh, certainly have a massive impact on uh, their livelihoods. And then uh, we just got uh, a letter uh, over an hour ago from uh, Les Mattison and uh, Sivua Dongwana, who are the business rescue practitioners at SAA. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you had a chance to look at that letter, Makwe, but uh, it certainly does make for very, for very, very worrying reading because they are suggesting that, uh, you know, uh, there isn't a way out here and that the only solution is to pay workers their severance packages and, and to close shop. You know, it's, 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 it's a concerning thing. I mean, starting with a technical, you know, mm. it makes sense that guys, they don't have work. Anyway, that uh, subsidiary, whatever you want to call it, of SA has been struggling at any uh, at some point. But there are no flights, whether regional or national or local or international. So there's no flights to be maintained. Mm. Hence, some of the guys at home. And I think it's the story of all the industries, you know. Whether you talk to a retailer, they're experiencing the same thing. Mining companies were going through the same thing. So this is not specific to them. And you ask yourself that what makes sense to be given all your salary today, end of April, come end of May, then you get zero. Then the same principle applies also to the guys who decided to take some shareholders who decided to defer their, uh, what you call it, their dividends. That are you happy to be paid today, but now come six months down the line, you're going to come back to you and ask you to put some money into the company. Mm, also a rights issue right? or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. But now the question is, as an SAA a, a technical guy, it's not a nice thing. And just like any other company that you are used to a 50 rand a month, now you are supposed to take 25. But the beauty here is, uh, maybe the beauty is the wrong one too, but the nice thing here is, 
you will be able to go to a banker, whoever that you owe, to also ask, you know, that can I have some relief? Can I have some deferment of my payment? So we don't have to see it as if then you are dumped in a way, because you also don't have to pay some of the installments which are due, because banks or creditors are waiting for you to try to see how can they help you. And we hope this whole thing will pass as soon as possible, then people can go back to their normal lives. Mm. And when it comes to SAA itself, the business rescuers, you know, it's kind of confusing because, I mean, the meeting that the public uh, enterprise minister had in the, the tourism minister and the labor minister, I mean, they said they want to work with the workers to make sure that they get uh, SAA, which is financially viable. So now if you get a letter now coming from the business rescuers and say, listen, there's no way out here. And I think the business rescuers have been very clear. The minute they could not get that additional amount that they asked from the government of almost 10 billion. So which is which? Is, are we going to go with the minister's statement that we're going to work towards getting a better SAA, which is financially viable, or must we take the business rescuers le- I mean, letter to say, listen, this is more or less of a kind of a thing. It's frustrating, and I don't think we should be worried about SAA that is got eight years old. We should be worried that we need an airline which is viable, we need an airline, which is not just going to be a national pride, but an airline that will save the people of South Africa. Mm. Mm. Tough, tough, tough decisions to be made there. And uh, I guess, uh, you know, if you were in the shoes, Mark, of uh, Les Matteson and Sevilla Dongwana, and, uh, you know, you were sitting alongside Labour, sitting on the other side of the table, and NUMSA and uh, the... Uh, uh, Cabin Crew Association and others said, well, no, it's not going to happen. Or NTM as well has said, no, it's not sure. going to happen. We're not going to take severance packages. Uh, what options are but, still then open to yeah, you? But what do you take, Ayabonga? Because this is the discussion. is not about us and them. Here's the discussion to say, these are the books. This is what is happening in the market. How do we continue? And if we continue in what form, with how many people? But because Makwe, it's not Makwe, us and them. Makwe, you know. You, more than anybody else, would know how in negotiations like those people would dig in their heels. Um, and I guess it's, it's a possibility. I mean, we've seen the kind of militant language, we've seen uh, the kind of resistance to uh, uh, this process that has come through from the unions who are also coming out now and saying, actually, these two business rescue practitioners don't know what they're doing. So you, you can anticipate and expect some resistance uh, to uh, the proposals that they've put down here. And maybe the question I'm asking is, what then happens uh, to the business rescue process? I mean, they've said that if there's resistance, uh, they uh, are going to stop the process and take the company into liquidation. I mean, wh- what happens? What does the DPE do uh, if yeah, uh, that my, becomes the situation? I have one, my point is, if the DPE, as per the meeting they had with the workers, that they're trying to get a, a better SAA, and it means they don't agree with the uh, business rescuers, then let the business rescuers go and let them do and turn around this whole thing. Appoint people that they think will turn around the whole thing, because when we start negotiating, we all feel that we are going to be speaking to our point. But we get to a point where this is reality. We've got only 100000 in a bank account. Where are we going to get another 100000 Because to run this, probably say we need 400000 mm. Tell us where are we going to get it. Initially, we know that's how people do, even when it comes to wages. They'll come with some high percentages, others will come with low percentages. But to get to a point where sanity prevails, because this is a public entity. Maybe the problem here to about SAA 
they left it for too long. I mean, for people to not produce even financial statements, and we are okay with that. And hence, we are just shooting in the dark because as we're talking now, we don't even know what informs them that they needed that 10 billion. Only up until they can open their books, they cannot even open that to Scopa itself. Mm-hmm. So, who are they accounting mm-hmm. to? Mm-hmm. So, let them open up all their books, let the people involve all the stakeholders, engage on the matter and see what is working, what is not working. If the business rituals are wrong, then they're wrong. You know, get someone who can turn it around. And I think we spoke about it at some point when it, when they started appointing these people that if you strongly feel that Mr. X can turn around the company, why are you appointing them as a business rescue? Why didn't you just even appoint them as a CEO? Because you think they're so capable to turn this around and come with your working business model. But open up the books, bro. Let's talk facts. Let's stop shooting in the dark. Hmm. Stop flying blind. Uh, open up the books, open up the books. Uh, I certainly agree with that, Markwe. And I also think that, uh, um, you know, where the uh, Parliamentary Portfolio Committee on Public Enterprises has also uh, given a lot of these folk a free ride. Um, sure. And I think it's about time that uh, they demand uh, that uh, uh, there be accountability and consequence for many of those that have run down this particular airline and many of our other SOEs. Last one, Markwe, before I let you go, it seems uh, all of those that are hoping to buy and transfer homes Uh, are battling now because the deeds office uh, has been uh, locked down and uh, that has also meant that many estate agents don't get their commission and it's created a cash crunch uh, in the real estate market. What's happening here? It's just so bad. Just like so many bottle stores are closed, people cannot get their liquor. (laughs) So these are extraordinary times. All industries are affected and I think this is one of those things and we hope when we say today's announcement, we'll start talking about gradually opening up things. And I, I understand if our school made it these days, then you'll be left out. The construction guys as well, they were crying. The guys, Yanni Moton was crying. Everybody's crying to say, please open up a little bit. The mining companies have cried and they were allowed to open almost 50%. Others don't agree with that decision. So yes, I think that well within their right to say, please, Mr. President, can something be done or cannot continue like that? But that applies to all the industries. Mm. If uh, you don't speak up for yourself, uh, it's going to be a tough one for you. As uh, they're saying, as close, we'll have to leave it there, my brother. Uh, always a pleasure catching up with you. Wish you all the best. Pleasure. That there was a Makwe Masilela, uh, Chief Investment Officer and Founder at Makwe Fund Managers, speaking to us this evening for our wrap of the top business stories. The Minister of Employment and Labour, Minister uh, Tulas Nglesi, calls on all employers who are registered with the Unemployment Insurance Fund to apply for the COVID-19 benefit temporary employer-employee relief scheme on behalf of their employees. The UIF is working round the clock to meet the extraordinary volume of requests for assistance presented by the COVID-19 pandemic. Employers are encouraged to take advantage of the benefit scheme to access income support during this difficult period. To date, the UIF has received just over 55,000 applications from employers who represent about 1.6 million employees. Now, employers can apply via www.ufiling.co.za or they can contact the UIF on 0800-030-007. Department of Employment and Labor, working for you. Now, uh, earlier on today, we uh, saw... Uh, yeah, hey. We saw the um, law enforcement officials in the province of Gauteng going into Soweto. Now, 
you might be uh, asking, why, why are you so reticent or reluctant to, to say this? Well, I can't take the picture in my head out of uh, one of the butcheries they managed to visit. Yay! I be whoop job. I mean, you had carcasses in one cold room that wasn't cold. You had, uh, you know, Ipenechut. Uh, I mean, Jaws maybe will tell me what that is in English. I, I don't know what it is. Or oh, insides or affal. Yes, affal. In one bucket there in uh, the heat. Uh, and, uh, you know, according to some of the reports, we could hear uh, that, uh, you know, people were suggesting you could smell, uh, you could particularly smell uh, all of the, uh, I guess, the smell of rotten food uh, from just outside this particular store uh, out in Dipkluf in Soweto. And uh, we know uh, that uh, there were all manner of challenges in enforcing the lockdown there in South Africa's largest township. And uh, my colleague, a journalist uh, uh, at the SABC, Nozindombi Mir, uh, caught up with a member of the Armed Forces, uh, SANDF member, to hear how uh, that was going. Take a listen to this. Mm. That uh, coming from the uh, South African uh, National Defence Force, saying we've got a good relationship with our people on the ground. Well, yeah, that uh, doesn't, I guess, uh, match up to some of the issues that uh, many community members have raised, uh, including uh, concerns around uh, the, uh, I guess, uh, Skopskit and... Yeah, approach of the army uh, alongside the other law enforcement officials. But we also know that in Guazul Natal, uh, there's been some concern by the uh, uh, MEC for Social Development, Notanta Koza, who has pleaded with ward councillors to stop playing dirty games of politics with our, the lives of our people. Uh, to stop playing these games with uh, the much-needed food parcels that uh, should be distributed to many an indigent and poor household. And uh, she was speaking at a warehouse in Peter Maritzburg today where 13,000 food parcels were being prepared for distribution across the province. So my colleague Mlondi Khatebe spoke to her uh, during uh, that distribution exercise. Those are some of the remarks that are coming through from uh, uh, KZN MEC for Social Development, Nontlan Tlakosa, complaining about uh, folk playing uh, dirty uh, games of politics uh, with the lives of our people. I'd love to hear some of your perspectives on that particular matter. Uh, do uh, share those with us on 089-110-3377. Now, uh, we know in uh, the uh, next uh, just over 20 minutes or so, uh, President Sol Ramaphosa is going to be addressing uh, uh, the nation and uh, I guess uh, would love to hear from you uh, what you expect from him uh, when he starts his address.